Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Hey, if you're going out to game number three or game number four at Enterprise I'll Center, be there. Alex will be there. No, you Tanner won't, will be there. Make sure you get there early to enjoy the Bud Light Happy Hour pregame party in the Anheuser-Busch Beer Garden beginning two hours prior to puck drop. Enjoy live music, food, and drink specials, and you can stop by the 101 ESPN table to get registered to win a signed Blues jersey. Looks like we have Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, on the line right now. He's joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Uh, I believe Craig Berube just spoke with the media out there in Denver as well. Curves, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today after the rough loss by the Blues last night out in game number one? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I know Colorado really took the momentum of that game and ran with it for a while, but I'm, I'm encouraged by what we saw with Jordan Bennington, and uh, I love still what we saw from the special teams. And, and listen, and I know I tend to be a glass, you know, half full kind of guy, but, uh, or frankly, a glass always full kind of guy, but <laughs> fully full, <laughs> but the, you know, but, but the reality is guys is, uh, you know, that this is a coaching staff that is really, really good at making adjustments. So I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen in game two. I am two curves. And we just talked about that a little bit ago. Like I said, I think you're underestimating our people are underestimating the blues ability to um, react to a loss like that and adjust on the fly. What do you think some of those adjustments need to be though for the blues? Listen, I, I don't know that the adjustments need to be all that big. I just think that for whatever the reason was, um, they, they just didn't get very good play out of their second and third lines, you know? And, and the, the thing of it is guys is the blues are a team. They are truly a team and have been built as a team now for a while. And I think you're seeing this with the Florida Panthers and, and, and some of the other teams as well, where you truly are a sum of your parts. You know, you're not the Edmonton Oilers where you've got two guys carrying everything to try to bail you out of every situation. Um, and when, when the sum of those parts don't add up, when you know when when you're getting all the the defensive zone faceoffs and some of the neutral zone faceoffs that Robert Thomas had last night, and you lose the vast majority, if not all of them, um, or when you do win it like he did in overtime, and then Jordan Cairo isn't hard enough on the puck, you know, to help clear it out of the zone, or on, on the game tying goal, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko, if he stops along the wall, he's got that puck, it clears out, it never gets up to the point where you know the, the Avalanche hold it in and you get to Tave shot. There, there's individual plays that pile up over the course of the game against this Colorado Avalanche team. 
And that's when they start to come at you in waves, especially in the second period. So I don't know that the adjustments have to be huge. I just think that the Blues have to trust their skill and play with the puck more and make stronger plays, especially in that second period. Curbs, we play a game called something or nothing here on the show occasionally. Is this something or nothing? Over the last three years, the Blues are 2-9-1 and one on the road in Colorado and 4-5 and five at home against the Colorado Avalanche. They've been outscored by the uh, Avs 28-49 to 49 on the road, and it's even when they play here in St. Louis. Is that something or nothing? No, it's clearly something, and, and I think it, it comes down to two things. I think it comes down to Jared Bednar getting the matchups he wants and, and then, frankly, the, the impact that uh, the altitude in the second period have. Uh, Colorado is an extremely good second period. I think they were plus 21 or 22, something like that, uh, this season in the second period. And there's a reason for it. You've got that long change. And if you don't make really smart plays and dump it in, they, they are probably the best second period home ice team in the National Hockey League because of how they could take advantage of, of, of their style of play. So I, I think it clearly is something. And that's, that's why yesterday when, when the, the broadcasters met with Craig Berube, I asked specifically about the second periods. And, and he said exactly pregame to us what he said postgame to everybody, where you just you have to be willing to make plays with the puck. You have to be able to hold on to it. You've got to be smart so you don't get that avalanche coming at you during the, the second period. And that's exactly what happened. So I do, I mean, once you get it, like I'm a big trend guy, as you know, Brandon, and once you get a trend that spans a couple of years and starts to have big numbers like that, it clearly is something. One trend curves that we saw Blues have success with at the final three games of the matchup against Minnesota was 11 forwards and seven defensemen. And some of the players just talked about how it just is a little bit of simplicity with their roster, knowing that they have to be just as responsible on the defensive side as they do on the offensive side. Does that change for Craig Berube going into game two now that we saw the offense dwindle a little bit? Well, the only, the only reason I think that it could change and, and is just the fact that uh, having that extra forward to eat a few more minutes, uh, you know, and in, in, in this altitude, I think it makes a difference. Now, have you adjusted having been here a couple of days? That, that will wait to be seen. The, the, the flip side of it, the reason you think it won't change is they clearly want the approach of having Perunovic as a power play specialist out there, you know? And uh, so, you know, if, if he doesn't, if he plays, then a Callie Rosen wouldn't play or Nico Mikola wouldn't play. Um, and so, and then the question is, is who do you put in? Do you put in a big body like, like Logan Brown, who's not a terrific skater? Do you probably go with a better skater in, uh, in, in, in Walker, right? And a guy that'll just stir it up a little bit in front of the net. So, that, that, that is going to be one of the adjustment questions we'll see. I, I just, right now, that power play is going so well that uh, I, I really, I, I think it's going to be a hard switch for them to make. If they do make that switch, does it necessitate the fact that they've got Marco Scandella back in the lineup, Kerbs? Uh, I think you only make that switch. If for some reason there, there's, there's a, a I don't know, a fitness issue, for lack of a better way of putting it. That's not saying that people are out of shape. It's just, you know, how things go here in Colorado, right? Um, and, and you trust me, I mean, you, you can feel it walking to the rink, you know, if, if, if you put in some, some exercise. That kind I of tried thing. working out there uh, once, Curbs. It was the worst decision I've ever tried to make in my life. Did not go well. well. Yeah, like you, no, and I'm not and, a pro athlete. How, long did, it, but how long did it take you to feel like you caught your breath and were kind of back to normal? It, it, the, like, the rest of the day. <laughs> I went there, tried to do my normal workout, and it went real poorly. 
Yeah, I mean, so and and I've asked I've, you. You talk to everybody, even the Colorado players, and and it is real. Now, it's not an excuse, but it is it is an advantage. Just as just as hitting at Coors Field, where I'm going to be in about 45 minutes, is an advantage, or pitching is a disadvantage, right? So th- th- there is that to it, but and that's why I think Colorado plays to that advantage. You know, they're like they're they're kind of like Whitey Herzog saying, "I'm just going to build a speed team and a defensive team on this turf and see if somebody can outrun and out defend us in the 80s." Right? I mean, and, and the Abs have kind of figured out how to do that, especially in the second period on home ice. Uh, to, to me, if you if you're going to make that move. Yes, I think it necessitates uh, Marco Scandella coming back in. And, and guys, and I watched him skate yesterday. Could he probably get out there and play? Yes. But I don't know that it's effective enough. And I don't know if he's healed. And I, and I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him. I don't know if he's healed enough based on what we saw the last time he was in a game. And he clearly was nowhere near. I, I don't think he was 70% in that game, despite the heart that he gave to battle through it. So I just don't know that Marco's ready yet. Yeah, a quick follow-up on that, Curbs. Any update on Tory Crew? We know that he went on this trip, uh, Craig Bruby said, for rehab purposes. Guys, I don't expect Tory Krug in this series. Now, I have I have not seen him, right? But if you look at the fact of when he was injured two or three weeks ago and he has yet to skate with his teammates, normally after you've been out that long and it's clearly a lower body injury and it's clearly something serious enough that he hasn't been able to get up there and really even tested much with his teammates, I think you're at least a, a, a week, if not two or three away, you know, from from that kind of opportunity there. So I'm that that's a, that's one that I kind of pencil automatically in on the scratches, and, and you move forward expecting him not to play. Curbs, final one. You mentioned the uh, Thomas Tarasenko and Buchnevich line. We talked with Shane Knighty, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights color commentator, and he was on the TNT call last night, and, and he basically said a really strong statement by him, saying that he didn't even realize Tarasenko was dressed in the game because he didn't see him on the ice. What needs to change if Craig Bruby is going to keep that line together? Uh, I don't know that you can keep that line together. I, I don't think that that line has been very good for this team since all those streaks ended. Okay, so th- that's that's point number one. Number two, they got to play with each other. They got to play for each other. They got, they've they've got to play and get engaged. I mean, the fact that you had basically that whole line go without a shot on goal is, is crazy. You know, Robert Thomas's passing wasn't very good last night. Uh, the plays they were making were off. Um, I mean, at one point, Joe was even wondering if, if Tarasenko might be hurt a little bit. Uh, or, or feeling something, and that's the one thing in the playoffs I always caution because you just never know, guys. I mean, with, with the way injuries are, are hidden and stuff. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to I think it was 2002, 2003 in Vancouver, and, I mean, nobody knew that Bryce Salvador was dealing with a wrist injury that whole series, right? So there, there are things like that, but they, they're just going to – honestly, they, I think – guys, I think you got to just pull the old Keith Kachuk out. you just got to play better. I mean, you're just going to have to want it more than the other guys and win some battles. And, uh, again, you look at the the second and the third goal scored by Colorado. First goal by Nachushkin, great save by Bennington. Nachushkin, you give him credit, he found the rebound and put it in. The other two goals were scored after the Blues had possession or won a faceoff and then lost the the battle for a loose puck. And that can't happen against Colorado. They extend the zone time and they burn you by putting it in or you end up in the penalty box. You win some of those battles, guys. And yeah, I mean, Colorado, look, Colorado's going to outshoot the Blues in this series nearly every game. Expect it. That's the style of play they have. It's a different style than the Blues who don't go for quantity. They go for quality in a different way. Colorado goes for quantity and then just crashes the net. That, that's expected. 
but you've just you've got to win some more puck battles than this team won, and that that's just simply getting after it and being more competitive. He's Chris Carver, voice of the Blues. You'll hear him tomorrow night on game number two. Puck drop for that one tomorrow at 8.50 right here on your home for the Blues 101 ESPN. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself out there in Denver, and we'll talk with you again soon. All right, guys. Have a great day.